Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Have you ever dreamed of having your own podcast? I did, and I launched it, but I couldn't have done it by myself. I worked with Becky Harrington. BH Marketing saved me. They helped me launch my dream podcast. They helped me develop it, brand it, record it, publish it, and even promote it. If you're curious about launching your own podcast, look no further than BH Marketing. That's bhmarketingfirm.com. And tell them that Liz sent you. Use code WARRIOR for your special discount. Welcome back, Warrior Women. By now, most of our kids are back to school. And you know what that means? That means back to us. Yes. <laughs> we are getting some much needed me time. Finally, online learning is not fun, but I'm glad to have a break from these kids. And hopefully my son Landon is not playing Fortnite during school hours. But I digress. One thing I have always promised you is to bring you incredible stories of resilience to learn from seasoned experts and businesswomen so we can leap for greatness. As celebrity chef Katie Chen said a few episodes ago, leap and the net will appear. And I love that. Today, we're leaping with a new warrior woman. This warrior woman is amazing. She's going to teach us some smart money moves and tell us why she became so passionate about being a warrior woman for financial freedom. Yes. But first, our sponsor. Boy, do I love a brand that gives back. My Saint, My Hero by Amy D'Ambra. You remember Amy? She came on the podcast and told us how inspired she was. She was a tired mom, but then she heard a voice from God telling her to create this My Saint, My Hero brand. And that's how it was born. But they give back. The way these blessing bracelets are made is with women in other countries and it helps them to rise above poverty. I love these blessing bracelets, but my new favorite one is the Hope Lights the Way bracelet. In collaboration with Brianna McNeil, Olympic gold medalist in the hurdles, track and field. No matter what hurdles in life we face, she reminds us to take a big leap of faith and hope for a brighter moment. The fact that we have air in our lungs is a gift we're celebrating. Something that we never even think about, breathing. But the Hope Lights the Way bracelet is my new favorite. I also love the Grounded in Faith bracelet. But whatever I'm doing, I feel protected by my blessing bracelets. I have them all in a stack on my arm. Go to her website and check them out, mysaintmyhero.com, and get a blessing bracelet or the Hope Lights the Way. If you want to spend some more time with me, go to thewarriormoms.co. On the website, you can read articles on everything from marriage and parenting to recipes and gift guides and just surviving and maybe a little humor. You can also sign up for my e-blasts and access the podcast there by clicking on the podcast link. On with the show. Today, we are to financial warrior Rita Bacuzzi. Rita is a financial intelligence expert who is passionately committed to guiding women and men to achieve financial peace of mind. Rita is the co-author of Wine, Women, and Wealth, Inspirational Stories of Women Who Got Their Financial Act Together, and 50 Empowering Wealth and Financial Mind Shifts. Her clients experience financial transformation by having authentic money conversations, 
the release of money confusion, and developing a positive relationship with money while expanding their financial knowledge and elevating their confidence in money and wealth. Rita leads wine, women, and wealth events and Money 101 educational workshops and supportive communities that she launched in in the Southern California area. She is the CEO of Flourish, Inc., and has partnered with Five Rings Financial. Rita is also known as Mama Rita, Mama Rita of money. That's right, Mama Rita. Um, And she brings her nurturing nature to create a change that you want to see in your life so you can take the lead of your finances. Oh my gosh. I mean, I I don't even know how it's, I'm so excited. Welcome, Mama Rita. I am so excited too. You know what? I thought of something while you were talking about. We are women warriors of wealth. Yes, we are. There's your next book. Women. (laughs) Warriors of Wealth. Write that down, write that down. I got to write that down. Write that down, write that down. I do, right? Women, warriors of wealth. No one's stealing that. I'm just saying, don't steal it. That's not where it is. Okay. Rita, when we we met like a little, on a little broad network, networking thing, and literally the minute you started talking, I started like in the chat box. I was like, Rita, give me your information. (laughs) Rita, I need to have you on the show. Because you know what? We have not talked about money on this show. And you know what? That is a huge thing for women, for men, for us right now in these times. Heard of her every day. I'm, I'm so thrilled. So thank you for coming on. And, but I'm going to start from the beginning because that's where I like to do. Rita, what were you like as a kid? And what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? I love that question. I'm going to say I was definitely a feisty, inquisitive child. Asked a lot of questions, drove everybody crazy, right? Love it. And I'm going to say I was stubborn. Um, I had the nickname from my father. Well, I mean, it was a loving nickname, but it was Testadura, which is hearthead. (laughs) (laughs) What nationality are you? I didn't even know. Italian. You're Italian. Oh, so he was calling you Testadura. Yeah, testadura. Oh, you nice ours. Uh, listen, I'm going to Italy this summer. My trip was canceled, obviously, from this summer. So I've rolled it to this coming summer. Italy, I'm going, and I'm going to roll that R all over the place. Got it. Yes, Got it. Okay. So, so back- yeah, so spicy, and I'm going to say already resilient, like just this tenacity, tenacious child, right? That's what children have that. I'm going to say, and I was definitely a dreamer. So I think between tenacity and dreaming, that's something that as adults, we've let, let go a lot of. And my inspiration was a wonderful teacher. And I wanted to do what she did because she inspired me every day. Her name was Miss Janetti. Oh, Miss Janetti. Yeah, super sweet, wonderful teacher. I actually got to have her for two years, my third year, grade year, my fourth grade year. And just I, I just loved the fact of her imparting knowledge. And no matter how many questions I asked, she answered, right? Uh, she teaching. She loved it. I mean, good teachers are like angels from heaven. I'm sorry, but like these teachers that like, I've, I have a bunch of teachers like that too, that I really feel like mentored me and were just so good like that. That's, I love that. I love that she didn't knock down your inquisitive nature that she just answered your questions. Right. Exactly. And my, most of my other teachers wrote (laughs) report cards that my mom still has um, that would say lovely child, but talks too much or asks too many questions. Okay. Rita. That's what it said on mine. <laughs> we are twins. Oh my God. It used to be like, she's so great, but she just doesn't stop talking. <laughs> we just have so much to share. I mean, we have so much to say. And look at us now. 
right? Right. Okay. See, you would have known. No one's shutting us up. Okay. T- speaking of your Italian patterns, the roles of the arzerita. Yes. Um, what did your parents teach you about money? So my parents taught me save, 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 save. And I'm going to say I'm thankful because money wasn't really a discussion for children and wasn't a discussion really for girls in my era. So the fact that I even got that message was super awesome. When I do, I do, you know, events and things and I uh, poll women and I ask them, you know, what, like how many of you had positive money talk in your life, right? You knew what to do. You were told you you had a great leader and they all shared their abundant information with you. And, you know, less than, I'm going to be generous, less than 10%. It's probably more like less than five or 3% get that education. And why do you think that is? Because you know what? I am in a similar, but first of all, I love that your parents are like, save, save, save. My parents were like acted like talking about money was like horrible. A class say, you don't talk about money. Here I have these people that could be teaching me all these things about money. And they are just not teaching me anything other than like, don't blow your money on that whatever dumb thing you want to buy. Maybe they said that. But like, really, they didn't really teach us. Why do you think that is? A couple of reasons. One for their era is it was taboo talk right? It wasn't appropriate, right? It was things about being appropriate. And I look at it like you're saying, it's lessons to be learned. And so I would ask people questions about money and it would be like, oh my God, you know, like, do that. And I'm like, wait, I just want to understand, right? Because if I don't understand, then how can I know? How do I know what's appropriate, what's not? Well, it's still taboo talk today. Why? I think mostly because people aren't educated about it. There's a lack of money education problem. It's not that our parents didn't want to, it's that they didn't get the education either. And it's not in our school systems for the most part. And the school system has its place for what it teaches as far as socialization and learning skills to communicate and and for what it was developed from in the industrial age. The issue is we're in 2020. Hello. Hello. It's still taboo talk on the most part. It's getting better and better because of amazing women warriors like you bringing it to the forefront and women like me who are tenacious, I will, I will like, you know, one of the things that I want to do is be a leader is, you know what, if you, if you are um, leading it, claim it, own it, be a part of it, lead it, keep doing it so that you step into greatness. So others can do the same with, you know, whatever it is they're called to do. You know, one of the things I got sick of hearing, I'm going to be really honest is hearing people going, Oh my God, I wish the school could teach it. I wish the school could teach it. But what about you learning it? What about you teaching it? So that testadura. Yes, testadura. That tenacious part of me said, you know what? I'm going to freaking figure this out and get it done. And I'm going to teach my kids and I'm going to pass it on. And then we'll go into a little more because I know you have more questions. Yeah, about- yeah, no, I do. I, I think what's so fascinating about this is you're you bring such positivity to this money talk, which made me so excited about you because, you know, I, I definitely have fears about money. I get like squirrely. Like I'm like, Oh my God, I don't like a budget. I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. You know, then I'm like, what should I be doing with my money? You know, it just, you can just get into this panic mode. And what I like about you is your whole energy is like super positive. So like when I'm talking about money, I feel like it's like the greatest thing in the world. I'm like, I have no fears. I feel great. So I think that's a testament to why people want to work with you. But anyway, um, Uh, one thing I've noticed about warrior women is that like all all the women I interview, a lot of them have failed their way to success. It's like all these horrible mistakes that they could have just been like, oh my God, I'm just going to quit and like 
lay down or just not do this anymore. But if they persevered through the mistakes and they learned the lessons, they became huge successes. So I wanted to know, is that like, what has been your personal financial journey? Because I know there's got to be a reason why, you know, like I know you've learned lessons too and like why you want to impart this. So for me, definitely. And I'm going to say multiple lessons along the way. And, you know, even listening to my parents and having the best advice possible and having things like where you feel like the rug has been rolled out because you did, you dotted your eyes, you crossed your T's, you did everything right and still stuff happens. So I, you know, I kind of look at, you know, I'm a product of the past of the years and I'm going to take that information and learn from it and teach it because I learned at a higher level. So for me, when we do the look back, I'm going to kind of go back and date myself because, you know, we're better vintage. Yes. Uh, I'm a vintage woman. Seven, you know, that Black October, 2001. So when I was 18, I set up my first independent retirement account or IRA as most people know. 18? Jesus, you are so amazing. <laughs> I listened to my dad, right? I listened okay. to However, in 2001, when I was around 33, the account like almost lost half, right? It lost 40%. And I thought, wait a minute. I just thought I did something safe and good and I saved and it's been like however many years. And now I'm down to half. What, what's going on? So that was my first hit, you know, and I'm thinking I'm getting best advice. So then I thought, well, I'll dabble a little bit in real estate. So I started to do that for a few years. And then we all know what happened in 2008. So yes, yes. even with the deals that I was doing where I had literally cumulative 144 years of experience. When, when things changed and the government changed rules and regulations and laws, it, that was definitely the rug being pulled out and me hitting my head on the concrete, right? So, you know, you pick yourself up and I'm like, okay, that's once great advice, twice great advice, doing the right things, listening. Should I trust anybody anymore? And the answer is, a resounding hell yes. Because it, we can't keep on living life where things stop us. And I, it could have easily been that way because it's like, who do you turn to? Who do you trust? Well, I trust I can learn, yeah. right? I learned one plus one and I learned two plus two. Yeah. I can learn. Yeah. So it was that. And then the next hit was two years later. So I lost half of my reserves. And before I could recover, I got to be a survivor of cancer. That's yes. how I look at it. Yes. Get it as I had cancer. I got to be, or you get to be the survivor. Yes. Very different perspective. Yeah. Very and different. Sure that was a hard one. Yeah. I was just going to bring that up that you're not only a financial warrior, but you're a cancer warrior. Absolutely. Survivor. And so, I mean, first of all, I'm so happy that you're here. Let's just say that. So happy you're here. Me too. Um, because not meeting you would have been a devastation to me. Like I just love you. So I'm so happy you're here. So tell me, yeah, tell me about that. What what was that? How did that hit you? And what, how did you how did you get this great mindset about it? Because you know, a, a lot of people, it's it's really it's tough. Well, I think the first thing is I really did at the beginning get to say, I get to be a survivor of this. I never, never thought that I wouldn't be. Never, not for, I don't want to say not for a minute. I'm going to say there definitely were moments where I felt that I wouldn't be. Right. Especially post-radiation, but I survived. I focused on my whys of why I would want to. Mm -hmm. Outside of myself, because sometimes we don't put enough value on ourselves. 
So that was for sure was my sons, my children, the driver of the next generation and the legacy. So I learned early on when my brother passed away, tragically, it, uh, we buried him on his 27th birthday. Oh, Rita. I got to, I can't that. Oh. I got to think about the legacies he left for me. And that has always been my driver. Love, positive influence, and inspiration. When I get through this, how am I going to love better? share that love, inspire more people and, you know, and just create that positive, positive energy. And then the calling was around money. And I thought, really? But money is currency. It's energy. And if we're all feeling negative about it in the world, as a lot of us have been, then we're going to get what we got. So it's time for the pendulum to shift. It's time, it's time, especially right now, especially with everything that's going on. It's telling us, pick ourselves up from the bootstraps. This is going to be the soaring 20s. We are going to change this. It's not over yet, right? And when I mean that, I mean that no matter how many hits we can take, the loss of my brother, actually, I almost lost my life during my pregnancies, both of them. Oh my goodness. And the other. Then I had cancer and people were saying, my God, how much can she take? I'm not going to ask that question. What's the purpose of what I'm doing? How can I do what my best coaches have taught me? It's that leap into greatness. It's step into greatness because someone like Elizabeth is waiting for Rita. Someone like Rita is waiting for Elizabeth. Someone is waiting for you to step up into your calling. But we have to be careful about how we're treating ourselves and our worth. And I know that there were things we were talking about that are going to go into that, which is especially our feelings around money. For many women is a shame and blame game. A lack oh of- Oh God, yes. I feel like women are so, well, first of all, we're, we're terrible to ourselves. Let's just start there. We're, we could not hold ourselves to a higher, more unreachable standard sometimes. I think it's ridiculous. Um, but you're right around money. We're especially, we're very timid. We're, we're scared. And then sometimes we just don't want to deal with it. We give it to our husbands, but like you deal with it, you know, or we're running it, but we're more running the day to day. We're not looking at the big picture because we're so busy. We're like on the bills and we're, you know, we're, we're budgeting maybe all that, but maybe we're not looking at the long term and we give that to the husband, you know, and that is not, again, we don't, if we don't know what's going on, you know, that doesn't help us make informed decisions, but I want to know, you, you mentioned releasing money confusion. I want to know like about that. And how do, how do you develop more confidence and positivity around your finances? So releasing money confusion, really how you do that is really just step by step. Everything starts basic. How did we learn? We went to school. So we need to get educated. So, okay, schools aren't doing it. Who is, I'm going to say, especially in this information generation, yeah, you could go learn in Google, but really, where are you going to get the tips and and the communication and figuring it out, but really finding communities that educate about this and programs that educate about this. So when I was at my lowest of my low, when I had cancer, I thought to myself, I wanted to teach my boys. I wanted to leave them a legacy of how to learn. So I went to the library, picked books on wealth. I started from there. As soon as I could, well, and I'm going to say barely walk and drive when I was recovering, I got to my first event and I started learning from there. And then I got an accountability partner who I've had for nine years now that has watched me develop from this being literally a dream of mine to, oh my gosh, I'm going to 
it's, I get emotional because it's really like the vision that I had that I didn't know how I was going to do and the order I was going to do it in is finally coming to fruition. I and love it's that. Years, but it's so worth it because that's how we drive change. It doesn't happen overnight. No. The millionaires and billionaires I have met have taken six years to become an overnight success, 36 years to become an overnight success. Yeah, no, there is no overnight success. That is ridiculous. People make it look effortless, but you don't know what they're, you know, it's like that, you know, you see someone swimming on the top, but underneath the legs are going. Yeah. <laughs> see somebody <laughs> swimming on the top of the leg, they look so peaceful, but it's really their legs are going 100 miles an hour underneath. So it's really, you know, people don't know, right? People don't really know. No, and but the thing is, you know what, is um, people do look for positivity and that hope, that positive energy, because we all need it. So imagine if right now, um, there's a lot of grief going on. And let me tell you, with my, in my own family, a lot, illness and things like that. But I'm going to tell you, having been in the position, I think it gives me good perspective of having had cancer. And when I would hear stories about how people were doing well and how people were traveling, that didn't make me sad. That gave me dreams and hopes for my future. It was fuel to that mission. And so, no, I'm going to say to all of you that, that all of you out there that are doing super amazing, keep doing super amazing because you are the hope leaders. Imagine if you didn't, and we all stayed down. Who pulls who up? Yeah. To be people, it's a it's a season, and there's different seasons for each of us, so that we have something to grab hold of to get to to be better in the future to flourish in the future and move forward in the future yeah that's really so the money confusion pieces get educated take steps don't shame them about like look shining the flash flashlight in there and not being afraid say like okay i really don't know what a 401k is like i really don't know what it is i need to look into what is it how what's the percentage i'm earning what who what is what are going on with my accounts let me print out my statements and look how I'm spending my money. So it's like that, right? You're really just- It is like that. Being unafraid to investigate, right? And to learn. They spend 10 more minutes investigating how to do things better than they do like to one minute of what they do in a decision-making, right? That's what wealthy people do. So that's a very, very good point. And it's like going back to those little girls that we were and asking questions and also being- the smallest fish in the pond so that you could grow to be the biggest fish so that you could jump into a bigger pond the next time. Oh, I love that. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, what about if you're just like a a person who is just negative about money? Like, I mean, I I always think that's not going to bring money to you, that negativity. Like if you're always just like worried and panicky there, you know, there's this, like you're saying money's energy. So you don't want to be in this panicky panic mode. Like right now I feel like you know, you, you talk about, I love that your company's called Flourish Inc. Like that's so amazing. And you want people to flourish financially, but right now people are like freaking out, Rita. We are freaking out. Like how? Are we holding to our dollars like this? Yeah. With our little face. We're holding on tight fisted. If you imagine being tight fisted, right? So somebody wants to give you money and you're holding your fists tight. How do you receive the money? You don't get it. So you have to just, so there's invulnerability. That is a pathway to victory, right? So you may have to be a little vulnerable and not knowing. I'm going to tell you, if you have a question, somebody else had it before you, other people need to hear the answer because of you. I had been at events where I've asked questions where 
people are sitting next to me and near tears going, thank God you asked that question because I was too embarrassed to, right? right? So it's really just mustering up enough courage, right? Like that mustard seed of courage to just ask and let it be. I think the biggest fear is the fear of criticism. And we can tend to be our own worst critics. Yes. But when you look at, you know what? Criticism never killed, well, I'm going to say, if you don't allow it, criticism does not kill you. It can kill spirit. So we have to be careful with our words. This is the, actually a really big point. Words are our world. Words can kill spirits and they can lift them up. Mm-hmm. And I think that is super profound because when you kill someone's spirit, it's as if they had died, right? And it's super important to be sure that the words that are going on inside your head, those voices that keep coming up to you get shifted. So one of my tips that I can give that I did for me because I was labeled. So this is the thing we came from an era and I think people still do it all the time, whether they want to or not, you know, it's just natural to look at somebody and judge how they're looking. If somebody's scruffy looking, you're going to make some certain calls about them in your mind. If they show up in a tuxedo, you're going to make some other judgments. So it's not about being judgmental in the negative sense, but using judgment with wisdom and be wise about it. So when you're choosing your words, how do you stop those negative words? Um, I tease about it. I heard about, you know, if we had only charged rent to all those words. Yeah, right. Probably all be millionaires right now, the negative ones. Yes. Now, how do we shift it? So I literally, we have YouTube. Uh, There is a great speaker teacher out there, Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N. Yes, I've heard of him, Jim Rohn. Okay. He is one of the masters that have taught people like Tony Robbins and other positivity. That's how I know him. Tony Robbins mentioned him. That's how I know him. Yes. Okay. Okay. So he's, he's like, he's the granddaddy, right? He really started teaching us. So there is a, uh, a YouTube video called Kick uh, the Worry Habit. Mm-hmm. For me, it was totally transformational. Because did you know worry was a habit? Or were you labeled with anxiety disorder? Now, I'm not saying that there are people that have it, but I was labeled that way because my dad labeled that was labeled that way. He was labeled as a warrior or what was he? As a warrior. Yeah. Right? Well, as That's a, why I became a warrior, not a warrior. Boop. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Yes. I, I gave that up a long time ago. I'm not worried. I, I cannot, because that what I learned exactly what you're saying is it's like a record with grooves in it. And it's just a natural thing. Your, your needle will go right to the place where the record is worn. So if you just wear that groove enough, you can just stay in that circle and start and be wearing. And I used to find myself, I'd be sitting in bed and there'd be nothing wrong. And I found myself looking for something to worry about. Like literally living, sitting there and going, wait, what should I be worrying about? And then when I caught myself doing that, I said, girl, stop yourself. The fact that you're looking for the worries, like you're, I mean, it just shows you how addicted we are to doing it. So I really have tried to make a conscious decision not to do that because it's just, it plagues us. You don't sleep well, you drink more. I mean, all these things. Right. So it's just about habits. So if you need to switch it, then put your ear pods in, listen to Jim as you're going to sleep. Like when you're laying down, if those voices start, you plug in other words to override. Um, because it's a neuroscience thing and it changes the neural pathways. So you're overriding. It's kind of like you say you have that record player that's playing. 
But if you have a louder record player or louder uh, song playing, you're going to hear that song. So make those uh, right positive words louder than those other. And eventually it goes away. And I used to do that every day. It took about a year and a half to get rid, I'm going to say get rid of it, pretty much. Drown it out. Yeah, just drown it out. And so you said this. So you can go from panicked, and I know this word's been being used a lot, to pivoting. So which way do we need to turn? And the way we do that is through awareness and acknowledgement and then action, right? So don't dismiss it. You're feeling it. It's okay. There's a reason you're feeling it. So ask yourself, why am I really feeling this way? Is it really, is there something really to be real to be scared of? Like if I'm criticized or if I ask a question and look like a fool, is it going to last with me forever? I doubt it. I mean, you know, I'm sure like when you think about actors and actresses and people in the public eye, there's all those tabloids, right? Not real stuff. But the reality is putting all their negative stuff yeah. in the forefront. Yeah. Well, guess what? Are they still flourishing? Yeah, they don't care. They go to Hawaii and they have a good time. They really so don't, care. don't And they, they cash their checks, by the way, and they don't care. Right? <laughs> right? And so don't be a tabloid to yourself. Right. right. Just rise above it. And the way you do that is get in community, get coaches or mentors, because if you think about these people who were successful, if somebody has gone through a landfill, right, landmine, they're on the other side, and now it's your turn, and they offer to walk with you and guide you. And so you can avoid it. Yeah. No, so you can avoid it. Take their hand. God, yes. God, yes. Done over and over again. Take their hands. Take their hand. Mama Rita, I want to know something. What do you think the three biggest mistakes women in particular make when it comes to money? So you were actually talking about them, and I don't even know if you realized it, but first is the belief system. Mm-hmm. Believe, right? To stop the indoctrinated belief that we've been conditioned with that women can't, right? Women don't know money. Men do math better. That's a hooey. It's whoever learns it more, whoever studies it more, whoever becomes the expert, right? Who's, if one has put 10,000 hours into it and the other has not, The one who has 10,000 hours beats them hands down, right? They became the expert. So holding the beliefs, mostly the belief around your worth that you're worthy of doing it. So that's really number one, specifically for women. So we can learn from guys. Most guys, they walk up, I got this. Totally. No idea, but they got it. So it's kind of like saying that, yes, and I'll figure out how, because everybody has to figure out how. So you do actually got it. You got it. Yes. So you got it. Okay, that's number one. Do not let someone else lead your money. Your money is your energy. It's your currency. You and only you know how to lead it. Wow. One of the things that I'm come up with, and it's a couple now that are going to be launching, are a financial positioning criteria based on our core values. So that speaks to the woman in us. Our core values are nurturing our needs. And how do we do money that way? And then mind map it, take the words and put it to a map and then map it out and have a clear strategy. And it's something that's not been talked about in money and still isn't because no one's looked at it from that perspective. Yeah. If somebody else is somebody else's agenda, you're never going to be happy with your money situation. And you never want to have the story where the white knight came up 
picked you up on, and you ride off into the sunset on, you know, on the horse, the white knight with the horse, and then you're riding off into the sunset and all of a sudden you get bucked off. Mm-hmm. And then you're mad. Yeah. Okay. So we have, it's a worthiness. It's a, it's a belief system. That's number one. Two is that you have to be really leading your own money. And what's the third biggest mistake? Yeah. <clears throat> and it is stopping the shame blame game. Okay. And, and it's usually a silent shame blame game, right? You're usually doing it within. So I know that leads to the belief, but again, and worth, but those are the things because it's all, they're all intertwined together. Yeah. And what women specifically do above men. Mm. It's it's so, right. We have that. We have, that's, that's why I love what you do, Mama Rita, because you, you really speak specifically. I'm not, I know you help men too, but you yeah. do speak specifically to women and the way we think and the way we want to have our values be part of our money. And, you know, we are emotional and we do want to look at our money with a kind of like feeling of, you know, that we can be powerful, but we're afraid. Yeah. Tell me, because I know you really are really good about uh, teaching women specifically, but tell me, tell me about some of your meetups and your events and like what you offer so that we can kind of get involved with you. So super awesome. I'm really blessed to be part of a company called Five Rings Financial. And there is an amazing woman who created events called Wine, Women, and Wealth. I need to go to this immediately. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Wine, definitely positive energy around there because it's fun, right? Money should be fun. It should feel good. So we get more of it and increase it. Uh, women, we all need our girlfriends. We all need to hang out with one another. We need that village where we can go and feel safe, be vulnerable, be authentic, be real. Because think about this. When we were children, when we had problems, what was when a problem occurred, what happened? You had a conversation. You had to bring it to the forefront, no matter how painful it was, so that you could get beyond it. So that's what Wine Women Wealth does. And we follow books of amazing, successful women. Then there's money one-on-one workshops. So I don't have to be everywhere. My business partners do them. This is for men and women. We have webinars. I have them all on my website calendar. You just join. We're making it super simple. Nobody can say that they don't have access to an, a free money education anymore. And it's fun. It's key principles that have been around for hundreds of years and will be around forever. So you need to know them. They're basic. And then leveled up ladies for those women that are in business that want to collaborate, network at a higher level, mastermind around their businesses and collaborate. And so it's mainly those three areas. And then pretty soon I will have upcoming launches of programs to do money education immersion events. So just like faster than learning a language, but almost the same, right? You can three days, you can have so much money knowledge and you can be completely empowered to make the best decisions of your life around your core values, around your financial positioning criteria. And we're going to change the world generationally, how wealth is done. And it's going to happen in every household and ultimately globally. I really believe, you know, one of the things with, the cancer is so many people go into bankruptcy every year. They get financial cancer and we look to GoFundMe's, but we need to have GoFundYourself plans and it's out there. And it doesn't, for some people, it doesn't cost as much as car insurance or even pet insurance. <laughs> you know, I mean, and we're far more valuable. So we really need to place the value on ourselves so that we can continue to move forward and to flourish. It's all possible. 
And it's all right here. It's all right now. So that's what I, I'm going to say. I have the, the humble honor of getting to lead and be a part of. I just love it. I just love it. And I just yeah. love to see my clients flourish and never worry about losing their money, learning about the safe sides of money so they don't have to worry about risking it. Because most people are about the save, save, save. They just don't know where to save, save, save and grow it, right? Yes. No, you don't want to be the tight-fisted saver, right? You want to be, yeah. Right. Smart saver. I, I I can literally feel your heart for money like through this microphone and through the screen. I, that's why I just adore you so much. Okay. What, so what are you, what's next for you? Like, what are you working on? What's, what's, what's going on for you? Cause like, I know you always, first of all, I'm, I'm, I will be at the wine room and wealth. I am coming to level up. Like I'm coming to all these things. I just had to wait till my kids got in school, but they are in school now, Rita. So I'm coming for you. Um, so I'm coming to all that. I'm telling every one of my girlfriends, well, although they all listen to this podcast, so I don't even need to tell them. So they're going to know, but, but they're, but we're going to come. You're going to, you're going to see me coming and I'd love to get you involved uh, further with the warrior moms and maybe do a little event with you too, because I just love you so much. But, um, tell me what, you know, what's next for you? What are you working on? What do you, what do you, what are you doing? So really right now, a couple of things. And I want to tell you, cause you said warrior moms, there is a money mommy and me led by a mama in my group. Super amazing because children learn things before the ages of, you know, by three, they're doing basically money transactions trading, but by eight, they have most of their money knowledge set. So that's one I'm partnered with as well. And I just had to share that. But for me right now, it's completing my programs, which are almost done. Um, they should be launching. I'm going to be promoting probably this last quarter um, and then maybe launching them for 2021 unless something, things have been moving quite quickly. It's pretty interesting. And, I, and I'm going to say, I, I really just leave it to, I'm doing all the right steps and all the right things. And just like you said, you're going to show up and it all happens in its right timing. Yes. So I'm not pushing the timing. And uh, so it feels really good because I want it to be its right set and right order so that this way people are holistic in their learning. So it is about the money education movement immersion program. It is about a money myth buster module that's already ready to go. So that this way, specifically for those of us that are stuck in our mindset to uh, get moving and money mindset is a simple one. I do a lot of um, free for nonprofits and for our young adults, because I really would like the 12 to 18 year olds or 12 to 25 year olds to learn all this like that, because it makes it so much easier. And I'm going to say, I was one of the first moms to bring my kids to all the courses, all the programs I took. My kids were probably the only ones there. They kind of hated me for (laughs) these adult boring things, but, but the reality is all they had to do was listen. They didn't have to do much, but listen and just be present and aware. And if that's where you're at, that's okay. Kindergarten to 11th grade. Imagine if you never took math. And if you had it in 12th grade, take a a college placement for math test. Well, that's what we're doing to ourselves in our money. Yeah. You just need to be right where you are. And so I'm getting finalizing, tweaking that uh, financial positioning criteria and my money mind mapping. Well, so. I, I love this. And you know, I was so funny when you just said that, because I was about to say, I want you to do a teen one. And then you just literally said that, um, because I, we, we started a little thing before COVID. It was called the Explorers Club because mm-hmm. we want our kids to join the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts. We're not wild about those organizations. So we started our own little community one called the Explorers Club. And it was open to boys and girls, our friends. And we taught the kids how to build a fire and we ta- and fire safety. And we taught them about 
money. One of the one of the classes we did was about money, and I showed them compound interest, Mama Rita. Oh my gosh! You know how many adults do not know that? They they literally said, "Is this real?" I said, "This is real." When they understood compound interest. I could be like, okay, now we're mom is going to do a course and you're going to go to it. They'd be like, when? Yes. I mean, they oh my God. got so fired up. Once you give kids that there's a power behind money, that they can have the power and they can be in charge of it and control it and lead it, like you're saying, they get really excited. Like once they realize that they can do that. Oh my gosh. So that's so exciting because one of the things is you just taught them step one to that. So power of compound interest and how it works for you. Teach them how it works against them and they'll know how to make really wise decisions around their Yes, money. Yes, because my son loves to buy Fortnite skins and I think he has fun. <laughs> I think that equals $1,000. I hate that. Yeah. Okay, Rita, Mama Rita, we're on to the speed round. I, I, right. I could talk to you literally for the next 24 hours. I, this could just go on forever because I just want to hear every single thing you said, but instead I'm going to go to all your events and I'm going to just get so into your life. hear one more. Never really get quick. rid of me. One more really quick. E360 TV, I am going to be launching a uh, internet TV program called It's Time to Feel Good About Money with Mama Rita. Oh, I love that. Okay, well, I'm going to put all of this in the show notes and all the links. And you're going to be there. So everybody can do all your things because, and they have to follow you on social and all that stuff. So I will give everybody everything and all the ways to work with you. So that'll be in the show notes. No one worry. And I'll be there. Okay, speed round. Yep. Cocktail of choice, Mama Rita. Okay, for the summer. Yes, oh, your summer cocktail. Okay, but There's we are going to fall, so you're going to have to tell me about. Accidentally, in, that's okay. Accidentally invented by Mama Rita was margarita mix with iced tea, sweet tea, and it's a Mama Rita tea. That's one for summer. And margarita mix. I think that is with a lime. Love it. Okay, so that's that one. That's and fun. I, I like a, um, uh, uh, oh my gosh, there's two sour apple martini and. The amaretto sour. Oh my god, I love that. Mm, I haven't had an amaretto my favorite. sour in a long time. I'm gonna have to get that going. Um, <laughs> what is the mantra? I, I don't even know how you're gonna pick one. You're gonna have 17 of these. What is the <laughs> mantra or quote that you live by? Okay, so I'm gonna say the, the one that I live by that I want to share because I want people to learn to have money mantras. So I'm gonna say this one so they can start to practice and create their own. So money, and I learned it from one of my dearest friends and coaches. Money comes to me easily, effortlessly, and abundantly from positive resources. And with it, I give praise to my God. I honor myself. And then I bless my community, family, and friends with its surplus and abundance. Oh, I mean, I'm going to write that down and put it by my mirror. And I'm going to say it to every day. <gasps> and I'll just do my two short ones that I always tell people. An educated okay. society is an elevated society. An educated society is an elevated society. Okay. And we flourish together. Well, that's, I love that. And I love, I love that you have this word flourish. I have, I literally have not heard this word so much and except dealing with you. So I love that you really have taken ownership of that word. It's so good. Um, what simple thing do you do for yourself? Like a self-care tip you can tell us. I'm going to say it's really allowing myself time to rest because I found that very challenging because I love what I do and it's almost an addiction because when you see the results and people doing well and people being happy, you know, it's like giving a gift to people. You could do it all day. Like, can you imagine having a surplus of abundance of flow of money that yeah. you use just so you could give gifts to everybody every day? Oh my gosh. It's what so a world that would be, right? Yes. 
So for me, it's taking really taking time to say, stop, slow down, honor yourself, rest, and just be in quiet presence or just read an inspiring book. But really, it's just taking the time to make all words stop so that really the important words actually come out. Yeah. And you know what? People, high energy talkers like you and me really do need our quiet times because it's, we can't otherwise be like this. We have to rejuvenate and kind of, you know, be still so we can kind of gather our reserves so we can come out again, you know, like like our show pony selves and do our dance, you know? Um, what makes you feel, I know we are the same mom Marina. That's why we love each other. Um, what makes you feel unstoppable? Oh, it, it, it's, it really is. Okay. It really is. And that one almost hits me to crying is, so one of the things that I teach people about is living benefits. And when I got cancer, I was just researching it, just learning it. And I didn't get to execute and implement in time. So I decided to ter- turn that tragedy into triumph for others. And this past year, I had a 27 year old gal who got breast cancer. She's mm-hmm. one of my clients. Last person I would have thought ever to text me who says, I need help. Well, because she set everything up right, she didn't have to go do a GoFundMe. And what she did is with a little amount of money, and if you want to know more, you know, you'll have to check me out, but with little amount of money, she literally had a five-figure drop into her bank account the day before she started her chemo treatments. And through her treatments, she's told me, she goes, you know, I think I healed better and faster because I didn't worry about my money. Yeah, no, it's so true. One thing I so wanted to do... I so wanted to do for people because I didn't want them to be in my shoes because we just don't have to be. We're going to cut the bankruptcy rate in half due to medical related issues. Specifically, we can cut it in half. I want it done in the next 10 years. And I'm putting that out there because I can't do it alone. We all need to just learn and make our own decisions and um, be empowered. And when I hear my friends' husbands who set up accounts and their husbands weren't sure about what their wives were doing, call me up during March and going, thank God you saved our retirement. Because if we had not listened to you, we would not be retiring this year. Unbelievable. Well, so those, are, those are the calls and the things, those are my drivers is really the messages from other people and seeing their success. It's, that's what makes me unstoppable. I want to do more. I want to hear more of those stories. I want that to be everybody's story in every house. I'm, I don't want the stories of misery and um, you know, depletion and deprivation. It's, we're going to shift that. We can shift that. We can, we can. Who do you most admire? Okay. So passed on mother Teresa, because mother Teresa was very savvy around money. That's why she was able to be so philanthropic and do and gather so much money for her causes. So think about what she's done. She wow. sacrificed. So a lot of people get mixed up in that. And she did do that. And she's so honorable for that. But she was very savvy with money. And so that's how she was help, able to help people and more and more people and create an order that's perpetuated forever. Right? Oh my God, and, that is brilliant. I never thought of that. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So super amazing on that. And then I have to give tribute to living... Wine, Women, Wealth by Denise Arand. You have to get the book about inspirational women. You will, even if you're a guy, you're going to know about women better, understand about them. You may even see some of yourself in those stories. But the fact that she brought us together, we got to be vulnerable or share stories of people so that we can see that we're all, we all have some story. Now, which one do we connect to? And then how do we step up from there? How do we, from that plant's 
platform transform right where we are because that's all it's about transforming right where you are. I don't care if you don't have a dime. Trust me. We talked about in the sense of how much loss I had over and over again, but nobody could take away the knowledge I learned and nobody could take away my drive to create action for my why, for the generations to come, for you and me right now with what we can do and then to make it even better for our future, which is what I think we always want to do. We want to leave the world a better place. I mean, Margarita, you're getting me so fired up. I can't take it right now. Um, okay. I literally am so excited. I'm like, it's a future generation. Like I'm freaking out over here. Um, what's exciting you, besides me getting excited about what's exciting you the most right now? You know, what's really, really exciting is the millennials. You know what? We hear from media, we always hear the negative and the bad rap, but they are the most amazing. The millennials that I'm meeting right now, are open to the awareness. They're open to the learning. They want to change generations and they know that they need to do it now. And they're literally coming before me. Think about that 27-year-old girl. Yeah. 27-year-old girls have their finances set up in a way that they never would have to go back home. Yeah. And she's out here on her own and she's still out here on her own and she's thriving, never depending on anyone else, solo, rocking it, kicking it, right? And making life happen for her. I mean, I am just the conduit, the facilitator. I'm just that vessel in between. They do it. You do it on your own. And when I see millennials, like in the past few weeks, I have been dealing with so many millennials going, and they've been, and they've been saving, secretly saving a lot of them. And a lot of them are working harder and they have these genius brains that when the wisdom of what we know when we are fine wine aged, better vintage. Yes, yes. When you couple that with being open and receptive to that rejuvenating, rejoicing, energetic energy, I know our next generation is going to be doing phenomenally well. And then we will as well because of them, because they're rocking it. They're kicking so many amazing things out there and they're learning how to lead their money. That is just like you said with your son and his group, you feed them a little bit and man, they get it and they're thriving and they're flourishing. Oh my goodness. Oh I my love God. that. I love that. I love that. And I love you. And I'm so grateful for the Bra Network for bringing us together. Right? So Me too. Thank you, I'm Carrie so Murray. I'm happy that I went to that networking thing and met you. I can't even tell you. Um, and I forgot <laughs> Carrie. Carrie was just my uh, one of my recent podcast guests. We had a great, she's the founder of Bra Network. We had the best talk. Amazing. We literally had the greatest time too. So anyway, I Community. am so grateful. Thank you, Mama Rita. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Liz. You're amazing. Thank you for doing this. So many people are going to be so blessed because of all your amazing speakers. I've been listening to tidbits of your podcast, my in-between, my rest time, the most amazing women ever, putting community out there, building it, having that ripple effect. Oh my gosh, what a blessing. Talk about flourishing. You are the epitome of flourishing, positivity, love and inspiration into this world. So thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. It is, I mean, I feel blessed beyond that you came on the show today. And I know so many women are going to be trying to get in touch with you because I, I know what I feel towards you and I know how great you are. And I'm so excited that I can feel passionate about money and I can feel positive and think money is fun. I don't have to be scared about it. So I'm really thrilled. So thank you. Thank you. Prosperity spending plans. That's all I'm going to say. Prosperity Prosperity spending plans. Yes. Okay, well, thank you for joining me today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. 
Bye, everybody.